Hello and welcome to Exchanging Eternal Truths, brought to you by Eternal Truths Ministries in Anderson, South Carolina. I'm your host, author and minister, Heather Lancaster, and I'm happy to be joined once again by Pastor Linda Salzman of Lions Heart Ministries in Virginia Beach, Virginia. And today we're going to talk about can these dry bones live? Pastor Linda, thank you again for being with me. Oh, you're so welcome. This is always so much fun. I love doing this. Just just hanging out. Absolutely. Talking about Jesus. <laughs> Thank Absolutely. you for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's so exciting because God is on the move. And I think that's where we get into what we want to talk about today is can these dry bones live? So you've got a conference coming up that this is the topic. What... What sort of prompted that particular uh, phrase for this conference? What was what was the idea behind it? Well, I was sitting on my porch one day, minding my own business. You know how that usually works when the Holy Spirit decides he's going to speak. And I wasn't, I can't even say I wasn't in prayer. I was in contemplation, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking in my head about, okay, this, this next conference is coming and Lord, what, you know, what do you want for that? And what we're going to, we'll start around not, you know, just details. All of a sudden the Holy Spirit showed up and he spoke to me and he said, Linda, he said, I want you to um, call this conference. Can these dry bones live? And at the same moment, he said, now go in the house and listen to that song by Paul, by Paul Wilbur. And I'm sorry, the name of it escapes me, but it's about dry bones. Mm-hmm. And there's a verse in there that says that the prophet spoke the word and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and he said, I want that to be exactly what that conference is about. He said, that's why. And you know, what's funny, Heather, is that when God gave us the date, we didn't pick it. November 11th is Veterans Day. Right. And I found out that symbolically, it also means it's the 11th month, the 11th day. And it means the day of the prophets. Okay. And so, and then the Lord said, I, I want it done on this day. I didn't think the church was going to be open. I really didn't. So I was like, wow, God, and the church is open. We can start at nine. He said, no, you can't. It's going to be 11 across the board. And it's only going to be for four hours. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's a challenge for me. You know me, it takes me 20 minutes to say hello. Right. And I'm thinking, what? In the world, I have pastors coming from Florida, Pastor Matt Andrews and his wife, Heather. They're pastors, prophets, um, Deshaw Baker. There's there's a lot of area prophets that are coming to this, but that's what the Lord said. So that's what prompted it. But God said to me, he said, I really want people to contemplate inside of their self. And we've been putting that word out even before the conference. Ask yourself, can these dry bones live? First, what's God telling you? What are your dry bones? Because we all have them. Right. I mean, there's all area, areas of places that we could, but that the Lord really wanted the people to say, okay, I'm not just going to a prophetic conference because really it's going to be a lot of prophetic ministry. Sure. And um, normally we don't, we, we have a time for that but not as much time because, you know, we, you, you never want people to, to just to come for that. It, it right. needs to be well balanced. I mean, um, that's one thing God taught me a long time ago when I first started doing these conferences, but this one is going to be predominantly, that's what it's going to be about. 
Yeah. And so the Lord said, I, I want them to ask themselves that question. Yeah. Number one, what are they? What are what are those dry bones? What dreams have you given up on? What things have you thought were dead and gone? What aspirations do you have to do things for the kingdom? And not only that, but even in your own personal life, because sure. God builds the kingdom through our businesses, through things that we do. And then the other one is just like in Ezekiel. Can these dry bones live? Yeah. I think that's a really important question. I, I do too. And and for our listeners, I want to take them back to the original story and where this where this topic came from. So I wanna I wanna read this and uh I'm gonna read this just in in the New King James and it comes from Ezekiel 37. And I'm gonna start uh in verse two, or well, I'll start in verse one. And this is Ezekiel talking. And he says, the hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley. And it was full of bones. Now think about archaeological sites where sometimes the bones are, are reasonably together. Sometimes they're, they're kind of strewn all about um, in different places. So that's kind of what I had in my head when he talks about this valley of bones. It, it kind of reminded me of an archaeological site in my head. And then, and again, it's Ezekiel talking. He, meaning God, calls, caused me to pass by them all around. And there were very many in the open valley. And indeed, they were very dry. And of course, we think about where that is in the world. It, there's a lot of desert land. There's a lot of you know, just dryness, I think of, of times traveling in that general area. And just, I don't think unless you live in a super dry area of the country, uh, you know, out in the desert in California or, or Arizona out West or something, I don't think you get that concept of how dry these things would be. They would yeah. be dry. They would be brittle. They would be sun bleached. They would just be, you know, falling apart probably almost. And then he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, oh Lord God, you know. And 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 that always kind of amused me because it's like, uh, you know, he doesn't want to say anything too risky. So he's like, oh, you know, you, you understand, you, you know how this works. Only, you know, and it, it, it just kind of cracked me up when I, when I read it, but then he, he says, again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And I think that goes into what you were talking about, where, where you're doing this as a, as a prophetic conference. Well, God was telling Ezekiel to prophesy to these dry bones to speak to them and say what God said. And it says, surely I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. So he said that twice. So again, when he says it twice, we pay attention. <laughs> so I prophesied. And as I prophesied, there was a noise, a rattling, and the bones came together bone to bone. And we were talking about this a little earlier in the Amplified, that actually talks about a thundering noise, 
a shaking and a rattling. So if you're imagining this archaeological site with these bones strewn about, and then all of a sudden you hear this, as these bones are coming together and linking up, and then it says the sinews came on them and the muscles came on them and the flesh came on them, and then they got covered with skin. So all of these things got collected back into bodies, but they were still dead. And then he says, prophesy again to the breath and say to it, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied and he as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. And then he said to me, these bones are the whole house of Israel. And they say, our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. And I think that's where... um what you were saying, when you're asking people to contemplate on what's dry and dead in your life, what have you said has no hope? What have you said? It's cut off. It can't come back. It's dead. That's where God has us right now. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And there's so many things. I mean, really, like we were talking before the broadcast about how this chapter is, is in, and these verses are not that long, but you could get about 10 messages out of them because one of the things God was spoken at, pointed out to me, and you know, sometimes we can read a scripture over and over and over again, but then when God brings that illumination, you might know about it, you know, different things, but all of a sudden it's like, boom, bang, and there it goes. It's, Things are exploding. Um, so anyway, but what Ezekiel said, the hand of the Lord was on me. And that I think is, is so important in the way that even started because he was obviously spending time with the Lord. He was with the Lord. He said the hand of the Lord was on me. And he took me, and he, he literally took Ezekiel by the spirit into this vision and set him down in the middle of death. Right. And sometimes, you know, I was thinking too about how, how that works and how so many times we think that we're surrounded with death. It can, it, I mean, and, and, and sometimes there's been physical deaths in our life. There's been different things, but most of the time it's the, it's either the dreams, the visions, those things that we had that we want to that that we want to see come to pass and and so he took and he put him in the middle of bones i'm like wow lord and he and and then he said to him and can these dry bones live and it is like you said when ezekiel said okay lord that that's out of my that's out of my pay grade right <laughs> that, that's in your lane what do you got to say about them and he told them when it's so fun when he told them, all right, so look, Ezekiel, this is what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. You're in the middle. I bought you out here. My hand is on you. I set you down in these middle, uh, the middle of all this death and everything that's dried. It looks like it's all dried up. There's no hope for nothing. And I even asked you, well, can they live? And, and, and he said, so I want you now to prophesy over them while they're still dead. Right. And I, that is, to me, that is one of the most important parts of this because God says, speak to them. 
Right. Speak to them. God said, speak to him. Speak to them. Yeah. And what it was was, I just get so excited. But he's speaking, he's telling him to speak the word, what? Speak the word of the Lord yeah. over them. Yeah. And, and that's and declare to that dead thing. Yeah. And that's, I think sometimes we can, we can use that as an example because how many times, and, and, and you can go throughout the word and dig this out, it, you know, and I've talked about this before. Probably every single listener already knows this, that my favorite verse is Ephesians 5, 1, where we're imitators of God. And God spoke things into existence. And if we're imitating him, it means we have to speak. And the word is living and active and breathing. And when we speak it, it's that living, breathing, spoken word of God that's going to change whatever situation is dead. Yes, yes. And bring hope. And uh, I mean, he did it. He did it. He didn't say, oh, God, is this really you? And we do that so many times. Oh, God, is this really you? Is this me? Is this my imagination? It, you know, what is it, Lord? But he he didn't do that. He said he prophesied as he was commanded. But see, first he had to be able to hear the command. Yeah. But but he, he was with the Lord he, he, and God. God took him into an impossible situation and he told him to speak, to speak life into all these dead things. And like we said before, he did, he was commanded. And then there came that noise. Yeah. And I really believe that we are in this day and time. And I am not just talking about with the events of the world. I mean, Lord knows they are, they are serious and so much is just happening, mm -hmm. but but it's not only that we are in this this atmosphere, if you will, this dimension, this time frame where God is saying, OK, now you are breathing. So obviously you still have assignment. Right. I tell people that all the time. If you're breathing, you still have you're on assignment. Right. And and those dry bones had not completed their assignment because right. if they had. If those dead things that were all dead and dried up, and if they were truly just, that was it. God had no more use for them than he never would have took him there and told him to speak to those dry bones. And then that sound came. And Heather, I really believe that part of that sound was the sound of obedience. It was the sound of obedience. It was the sound of faith. It was the sound of miracles. All those things that God is calling us to walk into, because if Ezekiel, of course, God could have could have those those bones could have came to life without Ezekiel ever being there. Right. But we needed to have this story to read. And he was obedient and he spoke to them. And then when that sound happened, that's what the Lord showed me, that it was the sound of obedience. And I feel like that's one of the greatest things. Because, you know, you hear people say all the time um, in, in marriages and this thing and that thing. Well, I'll give 50 percent if they give 50 percent. Well, that's 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 that that's 100 percent failure in the eyes of God when we won't be obedient to him all the way. Right. When we say, well, wait a minute, it can't be time. It's not time. But but Ezekiel 
he was obedient. And that was the sound of obedience. Those things came together because their assignment was not finished. And I feel like there's a lot of people listening, a lot of people that are going to be coming to this conference that we have um, given up on some things far too, far too easy because we haven't seen any life in them. But God is not finished with them. And all he needs is that obedience to cause that sound to come and those things that are still in assignment. See, we still have assignment mm-hmm. that that God has given us to fulfill. And it's very to me, this whole this whole this whole chapter is just so very encouraging. Not only did God do a great I mean, let's face it, that was a great miracle. These things were dead, gone, dried up. There's no skin on them. There's no nothing. And out of the the word of the Lord and Ezekiel's obedience, those things came to life, but they came with a sound. Yeah. And I think that that's that's so important because I think we're going to God's going to teach us really. I truly believe this to grab hold of our miracle. I'm yeah. not I'm not talking about these. I'm talking about tr- true miracles that the Lord is given us uncommon faith. You know, it took uncommon faith for Ezekiel to go sit down in the middle of those dry bones and prophesy over them and tell tell that dead dry thing. Hey, you hear the word of the Lord. Right. So I think that we got to start speaking over families, over finances, over ourselves, over any area in our life that we felt we feel like the 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 flame has turned into just a little flicker and say, hey, look, I'm not gonna look at the circumstances. I'm gonna say to you, hear the word of the Lord. Amen. So- and it's such a it's and that's such an encouragement because and and this is what i am just enamored by and and it's a it's amazing to me but that's what we're here to do you know jesus is the head of the church he is sitting at the right hand of the father interceding for us and he gave us the holy spirit to do that work to be his voice on the earth right now to be that representative to be that imitator of him so we are to speak those things we are to you know uh, job tells us decree a thing and it will be established for you yeah so that's where i think we have to be willing and obedient to open our mouths and not be afraid to look silly when we do it Yes. And to trust God, to trust God in the thing that he decides how, how our miracle, we got to let God decide how, what, what our miracle is going to look like. Yeah. You know, I mean, how God, I know the miracle is coming, but what's like, God, how's it going to look God and not have our own misconception over that thing. I mean, yeah, we tend to, and this is, for for those of us and and I am one of them I'll admit I I like knowing how things are going to happen and yeah, that too. doesn't always work with the lord because he likes surprises and he surprises me in all kinds of crazy ways sometimes but that's where it kind of boils down to that trust and obedience 
because when we come into a and and we could do a whole teaching on this when we come into agreement with the lack of hope when we come into agreement with the fact that it's dead when we come into agreement by dismissing whatever that thing is we become as dead as it is yeah however when we come in agreement with what god says about it and we decree life and we decree health and we decree you know blooming over whatever that situation is it doesn't matter if god called something in now i i, I do want to put this caveat on it. I, I feel this sort of check in my spirit and i'm going to put this caveat on it there are times when god allows things to be pruned away from you oh yes and and that's why we want to make sure we're hearing him mm-hmm. that we're not trying to speak life into something that has been pruned away right and i think i think that that part that's so good and i think that that when that chapter 37 starts when when ezekiel said the hand of the lord was on him and he bought him by the spirit i you're exactly and that only comes we talked about this before too that only comes through you know we got to have our time with with the Lord. We got to have our time in the word. We, and, and then, because yeah, I totally agree with you. God is, it, this is also a purging season and we don't want to keep things on life support that God's finished with. No. So the, it's important to, to totally important to, to know the, to know the difference. But and I believe I that that's... just like Ezekiel, God's going to take us in the middle of things and say, okay, what do you got? What do you say? What do you think? What, what do you want to say about this? What, what do you think about this? What do you, that's where we go. Like what you were saying about the con, you know, contemplation that you're, you're encouraging people before this conference. So that's where you're in your word. You're spending time with God and you talk, you, you have this situation and then you say, okay, God, is this something you're pruning out or something I need to speak life into? Mm Mm-hmm. And, and listen for what he wants. Be in the spirit like Ezekiel so that when he says, tell this to live, you can expect that it's going to live mm-hmm. for no other yeah. than, than you're coming into agreement with God and nothing is impossible with God as the scripture tells us. I don't care how dead it looks. Those bones looked really, really dead to Ezekiel. That's why when God asked him, can they live? He's like, ha ha, you know, it's, 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 I I am not, I can, I can almost see Ezekiel now. I am not going to presume to think what you might be leading me into with this question. And I'm just going to be like, you know, (laughs) you could almost see the hesitation in his voice as he's saying, I, I'm here. It's really dead. There's a lot of death around me. And I don't, I don't know what he's leading me into with this conversation. So I'm going to be very careful. I think Ezekiel too, you know, and, and, and just like with us, he had that quickening in his heart that he knew that it was God. There's an excitement. There's a quickening in us so many times that it's so undescribable 
when you know that God is saying that, but I, the, there's certain nuggets he kept pointing out to me in this. And the thing of with Ezekiel being obedient was yeah. a really big part of that. And that God didn't himself prophesy over them. He <laughs> said, he told him what to say. He told him, he put his words in his, in his mouth. And when they came out, they came out in such power that that miracle happened and that sound came forth. Yeah. And I, I just um, want to encourage folks that are watching today that, that I just felt in my heart that God just said that that's what he's doing in so many is that he's putting that quickening in us that we will be obedient and, and because God's not bipolar, he doesn't no. change his mind. He nope. doesn't speak to you the one thing one minute, one thing the next, one thing, oh, never mind, I change my mind. And, and sometimes I think that we can unconsciously almost treat the Holy Spirit like that. Yeah. And whatever those promises that God's put in your heart, just be encouraged because I truly believe we're in this season of can these dry bones live? Yeah. where we God's taking us by his spirit his hand is on us and he's he's telling us to prophesy to certain things well the all of these things that that we tend to let go of and we you know consider dead if it's a dream god gave you if it's a if it's a relationship that he's put you in if it's a job if it's a business whatever it is if God has given that to you, he has need of it. And especially, you know, we talked about, you can look at the world today and you can say, oh, it's going, going down in a handbasket. Mm -hmm. Or you can say, and, and this is what I try to keep reminding myself and, and try to encourage other people with, we're in this season like Esther. We were called for such a time as this. God put us here for this time, for this season with a purpose. And if you're not walking out in that purpose, we need to ask ourselves, what do we need to do to get there? And what do we need to, to prophesy to, to live? What do we need to tell it? Hey, let's, let's live because we, we have work to do. Yes. As believers, every one of us, you don't have to be in a pulpit. You don't have to be a full-time minister. You just have to be obedient to wherever God has you. And I think that the, the, those two stories, because I, I talk about Esther a lot. Now, it is how do you know that you're not called to the kingdom for such a time as this? Of course we 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 are. Of course we are called to the kingdom for such a time as this. That's why we're living and breathing in this day and age that we're in. We are. And I love what what Mordecai said to her. You know how how do you know? What what do you know? What you you are the one that God picked to do this. Right. And, 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 and it's kind of funny. Us. Yeah, and it's kind of funny what he says. He says, "Look, he says if you don't do this, he says, God will save our people another way. Yes. He says, but, but you're going to die. Yes. <laughs> and I mean, he, he kind of, he kind of cuts, he says, but how do you know? How do you know it's not you that was. And, and I think that honestly, I think that the Lord is saying that to a lot of his people in this season, 
How do you know it's not you? How do you know it's it's the ones that you may see on the front all the time? And 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 that's good. That's good and fine. God uses us wherever we are called to be. But there's such a tremendous, mighty anointing on the sons and daughters of God, the ones that have been in the in the in the background for so long, the ones that have God's just like literally pulling them forth, saying, Okay, now you take your place in my army. You march out. Here's your marching instructions because you are called for such a time as this. And, you know, I often thought with that story with Ezekiel, when those dry bones, when they came to life, I'm like, okay, God, what did those people do? Oh, my gosh. Because it, it makes you think back too. okay, so their assignment wasn't finished yet either when they thought it was. Right. I mean, you can't get any deader than having dry bones. Your bones, right. are, you got bones. You don't have anything. Yeah. Okay, that's deader than a doornail, as my mama used to say. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, the country folks. But I mean, they, they, there's that 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 wasn't finished. Right. As soon as that story happened, they didn't just lay back down and be dead again. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it's like okay, what? And and this is what I always know. And I I went back and looked at some notes I had made on that chapter uh, in the past, and it's like. What's their purpose? What is the, you know, what, what happens to them next? Because I'm, I'm a storyteller. I thought that too. I want to know, I want to know the rest of the story because what we don't know, and this is, this is the wonderfulness of God. We don't know when that was. We don't know if, if, if that was a future event. That may still happen. Look at look at what's happening in that part of the world right now. Mm-hmm. That could that could still it could have happened in the past. We just don't know. And it's like, what happened? What's going to happen? Where does it go? I, you know. So I know. Are, and it, these it, are the questions I ask myself. But there's so many cool stories in the Word of God that just leaves you shaking your head, going, "Oh wow!" Yeah. And but but and but. I believe too that we are in that time frame now to see yeah. those kinds of things. God has us. I was talking to the Lord the other day and I was like, God, you know what? If this we we could be in the Bible. I mean, you know, we know the Bible's not gonna be written again. I'm talking I was talking about in relation to all the stories that are going on, the oh, yeah. things that are going on in the world right now, the things that your people are are walking through in so many different, it's like this. Things of biblical proportion is really what it is. It's seeing prophecy come to pass and come to action. And so much, just so, so much. And the whole of the word, we are watching pieces of it unfold in front of our eyes. Yes. You know, and I've, I've always, I've always said it was fascinating, but it really, over the last couple of years, really, even reading in the, you know, what we would consider the minor prophets are the teeny tiny books at the end of the Old Testament. So much of that was like reading the headlines of the day. I actually put in my notes at one point, this is like today's headline that says, da, 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 da. It was, it was just like what was written. And of course we know what Jesus said, just as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be when the son of man comes. So we know what was happening in the days of Noah. We're seeing that again in in our world. It's time. We know we are in the last of the last days. Yes. The last days started when when Peter declared it 
there at Pentecost at his first ministry. But we know technology is lining up. Everything's lining up with these things that seemed impossible in the word. And that's one of the things I, I tell people. It's like, get in that word because it's going to show you what's happening. Mm-hmm. And so when these things in the world happen, you're not in fear. You're looking up because you're like, okay, God, that's one more thing off your list. That's one more thing off your list. It's a powerful time, but yeah. that's why we have to be so in tune to doing what we're called here to do, fulfilling the purpose that we have and commanding anything that's been dry and dead in our lives that God wants to use in these last days, command those dry bones to live. Yes. Yes. Cause I, I truly believe that God is, is got us in this place now that he wants to restore to us, not what we lost, but some things that we never knew we had. Yeah. And, and, because his word says all things work together for good. So for us, but I really believe that, that because we know that if God's calling us to something, he's going to protect us through it. And, you know, because I, our faith isn't going to help us to, you know, we never, our faith wasn't meant to help us avoid, but to transform that thing, to go into that transformation of that thing. And, and, so at any rate, there's just so, so much powerful things that in, in the word of God. And I was, like I said, I was surprised when he told me that that's what we were going to do it on, that that's the day we were going to do it on, that that's the time that we were going to do it. But, but when you do, do it, it, yeah, when you do it, according to his specifications, it will change lives because I am reminded of two, two things. When he commanded Noah to build the ark, he gave him all the specifications. Yes. That's when he commanded Moses to build the tabernacle, he gave him very specific instructions. And same thing with, with, I was going to say, it's the same thing with Solomon in the temple. When God gives us specific instructions, when we follow them to the letter, he can't not bless it. That's a horrible double negative. But it means, you know, the only thing he can do is bless it. Because when he sets that in motion and he is that precise, then there's work he's going to be doing. Yes. And when you just say, okay, I'm going to do it according to what you said, it's mm-hmm. going to be powerful. So as we're wrapping up today, Pastor Linda, thank you again for joining us. But tell us, where the conference is, when the conference is. I know it's coming up to Saturday. I can hardly believe it. November 11th right? um, at 11 a.m. And it's 333 Edwin, E-D-W-I-N Drive in Virginia Beach. It's right across the street. Um, It's at Go Church and it's it's right across from Mount Trashmore. Okay. Great. And so we start at 11 and we're, we're going to be finishing around three and, and, you know, we just want to make sure the Lord keeps um, reminding me to that it's impartation and activation. And I, and I, I'm telling you, it's not because we're doing the conference; it's because God ordained the conference and he gave us specific instructions to fulfill. And, and I had, um, a very, um, a very awesome minister called me about a week ago and tell me that the Lord showed him as far as the conference that that 
all he could see was fire happening, like the fire of the Lord coming. And I believe there's going to be some things that are going to happen that God's going to do it, that supernatural. He said, get ready for signs and wonders and miracles. Absolutely. So we just definitely um, invite you to come. We are so very excited about it. We're going to start with praise and worship and then go right, right into what we go into. So, um, all right, yeah. so 11, 11 at 11 o'clock. Yes, the at day of 333 the Edwin Drive in Virginia Beach. It's right across from Mount Trashmore. It's Go Church. And I would say if you're in that area, go. Be, be empowered with what God wants to do for you. So again, thank you so much, Pastor Linda. And for all our listeners, you've been listening to Exchanging Eternal Truths. Now, I'm your host, Heather Lancaster. And until next time, be blessed, my friends. <music>